You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Gold. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. If it's Sunday morning and you're listening on demand, this is Fantasy of Football Gold with Matt Modica, Tony Sicata taking through the next two hours. And, of course, getting you ready for one of the toughest weeks of all the fantasy football season. Week 86 teams on a bye. We got a 9.30 a.m. game. We got the Sunday night game. We got Monday night games. We got a Thursday game that's already in the books. Matt, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing all right. I'm a little under the weather. I'm uh, suboptimal, but you know, Sudafed's a hell of a drug. Uh, Nyquil puts me out, so you know, I'm 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 surviving. You know, it's funny when I do the night show. There was a couple uh, days uh, about a week ago or two weeks ago that I wasn't feeling great and talking. And when you're out there for four hours, it's crazy. And I said, you know what? I don't give a cr- I don't give a crap. I'm going to do some Nyquil now, and this show is going to get really interesting. Uh, so people never know what they're in for. Yeah, Nyquil, uh, Nyquil uh, nightmares are, are something else too. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of nightmares, a fantasy owner's got a decision to make. Emmanuel Sanders, questionable on Monday night. Golden Tate, 8.30 game Sunday night, questionable. And then Stefan Diggs, 9.30 in the morning, questionable. What? what do you do with these situations? Well, at least the Stefan Diggs one, you're going to know early enough and you'll be able to plan that one out. The gold, Look, I, I, I want to start Golden Tate. He's coming back real early, it seems, You know, hearing everything from Dr. A. But only way I'm really going to ride with Golden Tate is if I have like a Juju uh, Smith-Schuster that I can maybe plug in. I'm going to try and make sure, unless I hear something concrete that he's definitely playing, it's tough to take a zero because if he doesn't, then what do you do? And Emmanuel Sanders, I really don't think he's playing. He hasn't been practicing that ankle, uh, you know, coming off that ankle injury. I'm going to look to have another uh, option. I think what Matt said there is what you got to take from it is that you never want to put yourself in a situation from a zero. Mm -hmm. It's always to take the lesser points or the lesser upside and just have a guy in your lineup. I think people gamble a little too much, it seems, on on occasion when you have these late games. I'm the type, you know what, something's better than nothing. Yeah, no, and like at least with Stefan Diggs, that's the first game of the day. As long as you don't oversleep and you I was just going to (laughs) say, the only problem is, right – we have a West Coast audience, too. That's 6.30. Some of these guys drink a lot. I don't know if they'll get up in the morning. Yeah, no, that's very possible. But every, all signs point to him playing. He put in a full practice on Thursday and Friday. So it's looking good. But, yeah, I would uh, try, and, try and at least wake up, make sure he's playing, and then go back to sleep. So I've done, before people ask themselves, so what does this mean for Adam Thielen? I've done the research on that. What Thielen does, when Diggs is not in the lineup, he gets more targets, but mm-hmm. it hasn't equaled more success. He actually has more touchdowns when Diggs is playing, and he got slightly more yards, but not any big success difference. The only difference is more targets, but it didn't equal success. Yeah, no, I, I think Diggs is going to open things up more for him as well. Maybe Rudolph takes a hit, but I think you have to play Kyle Rudolph. We talked about this last night on Old School Fantasy. I mean, the the Browns are just so terrible against the tight end. They're like the AFC version of the New York Giants versus the tight end. 
Old School Fantasy can listen right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network from 9 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern every Friday night. Or go to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher and download a Chris Vaccaro, uh, the Fantasy Executive Corey Poston. Every once in a while, Nando DeFino shows up there. And, of course, Matt Modica himself. We'll come back. We'll get to some more of decision-making progress. That's why everybody loves this show. This show is the most downloaded show, and it's only oh, 18 hours available for people. And you guys are great, so thank you for everybody that's been listening. I'll tell you right now, we got a situation in Oakland where we have to decide who we're going to play at running back. Do we play them both at running back, or do we play neither of them at running back? When we come back from break, we're going to talk about it. You guys are going to know what to do with the Oakland running backs against a very, very good Buffalo defense. You listen for Fantasy Gold. Stay tuned for more right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Gold right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Matt Medica, Tony Sicata taking you up for the next two hours, getting you ready. Week 8 in the Fantasy Football season. This is the place to be. This is the place to be absolutely free. And if you guys want more free stuff, why don't you help somebody out? We're not charging you anything. Go over to dillyroto.com forward slash DKMS. Put a little swab in your mouth. You might save a life. And then when they save a life, you're going to get to go to the Super Bowl by competing us in a contest. And the winner goes to the Super Bowl. Get all the information at dillyroto.com slash DKMS. What do you think of the video of Marshawn Lynch uh, playing football against high school kids this week? Uh, look, I thought it was hysterical and stuff. I, th- <laughs> but I personally think the Raiders' uh, backfield is better without Lynch, with uh, Richard and uh, Washington sharing that backfield. Neither one needs, you know, neither one I, I believe is a bell cow, but I think together they're a hell of a back. I'll tell you what, it's going to be very interesting this week to see how this workload's uh, divided up. In Daily Fantasy, I like Jalen Rashad because of his a, a short price tag and he catches balls out of the backfield. With DeAndre Washington, we'll probably get an opportunity if they get the ball down by the mm-hmm. goal line to, to punch it in. Uh, so he has some upside too. Do you feel comfortable using these guys this week against such a good defense? Uh, I feel... Being that there's six teams on a bye, I feel fortunate to have one of these because, I mean, some of the roster decisions you're going to have to make are not pleasant or very uh, or not optimal, to say the least. Richard's a guy for me, especially in the PPR format, which is what I basically play in, that I really like. I said in that first quarter before uh, Marshawn was ejected, he should touch the ball 12 to 15 times every game regardless. And, you know, I think he has that kind of an upside. I'm not thrilled, but I'm happy enough to have them, all things considered, with six teams on a bye. Let me ask you a question about the Bills, and you're a Bills fan. So Mm -hmm. how can the Bills, what do you think the players think, right? 
they've traded a bunch of guys before the season, and they had mm-hmm. to playing good, right? Then yep. yesterday they traded Marcel Darius to the Jaguars. Now, he wasn't playing a lot, and it's a huge contract. He played only 34% of the snaps through the first three games. So he wasn't outstanding, but... How do you think it is like when you're a player there and you see like when guys do anything, they're gone? I think yesterday's trade was a great trade because it freed up $54 million in cap space. The Sammy Watkins trade was a terrible trade. They got a second-round pick for that for a first-round talent. Look, Sammy Watkins isn't getting uh, – he's scoring – for fantasy purposes, he's been a, a bum, right? But he's not getting any targets neither. He's got – he's facing the top cornerbacks. I mean, he's got – him and Dez have the toughest schedule. So, look, Watkins on the Bills I liked a lot more because, of course, Tyrod Taylor can throw the deep ball, would give him the opportunity. Uh, but that trade yesterday was excellent trade for both teams, in my opinion. There you have it. And uh, word came out yesterday that uh, Jameis Winston actually re-injured his shoulder mm-hmm. in Week 7. He's going to play. It's a bruise situation. So, Based on it being a bruise, I don't believe there's any w- way that he can worsen the shoulder, but he just takes some hits, and then he has to withstand the punishment. But he threw for 384 yards and three, three touchdowns, right? So there's no way that you worry about it. You just put him out there, right? Yeah, he's been very uh, Blake, Bortle, uh, Blake Bortles-esque this season. I was When I was doing uh, Fantasy Football Live, which you can hear tomorrow, every Sunday, 1 p.m., with uh, George Kurtz, I was saying around that halftime, are, are we going to be labeling Jameis a bust this year? And then he goes out and just lights it up in that second half. He's got the weapons. Maybe it's just the, he's not familiar with Deshaun Jackson, who he's consistently missed deep. But then they had a big, uh, like, had like an 80-yard play last week that got called back for Holden. So if Jameis can be healthy, I think this offense, at least the passing game, could have better days ahead. But he has not taken that step forward uh, NFL-wise. Uh, tomorrow, if you guys have CJ Process, you haven't played him all year, so don't worry about playing tomorrow because now he's actually doubtful. But my question is, is any of these guys, we have a sh- we have a bye week, right? Six teams on bye. So people are hurting at the running back position. Are any Seattle running backs worthy of playing? We've seen Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, the best player out of the group. Looks like J.D. McKissick. I don't know. I don't think any of these guys are really playable. You're going to have to play them in some instances, but... I don't even know if you can expect 10 points from these guys. Yeah, honestly, J.D. McKissick would be the only guy that... I, I, I wouldn't want to roll any of them out, but if I had two of the three, it would be McKissick uh, and Procise. It's like, so disappointing because this guy does have a lot of talent, but he just can't get on the field, so he's really not a football player. If you can't get on the field, you know... I tell people that all the time. It doesn't matter what field you're in. If you can't go to work... You can't be that good. Like, like you learn that in the early stages of life. No matter how good you are, mm-hmm. you're not good if you're home. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a shame. But, you know, uh, for Seattle, though, they're a team that they usually pop in the second half. And if you own Russell Wilson, I think you're going to be very happy going forward. Uh, and, I, and I think you see, like, Richardson's, he, he's progressing well. Even Lockett gets involved. But I, I think, you know, Doug Baldwin owners, Russell Wilson owners, and hopefully Jimmy Graham stops dropping easy touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. He is uh, having some issues. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to read a story, and we're going to talk about it. 
but I hate narratives. I'm a guy that likes just looking at the statistics and going from there. But this makes sense to me, actually, so I'm going to read it anyway. Coach Ron Rivera indicated that a running back Cameron Otis Payne could see more snaps in passing downs instead of Christian McCaffrey. Rivera mentioned it's concerning that McCaffrey is playing so many passing downs as a blocker with his smaller build. Artis Payne has been a guy that's been a backup. I love the guy when he came in the league. He came from the University of Auburn. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why he isn't playing over Jonathan Stewart right now, but it's weird that he's playing going to play on downs when McCaffrey would be in there. See, yeah, Tony, I thought you were going to say he was going to see some more rushes instead of Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, I, it's that's, crazy. That's the point where I thought you were going with that. To me, that's just asinine. This kid, uh, McCaffrey, is on pace for like, about 100 receptions and stuff. Uh, he is what they kind of need. You, you got those. I mean, Funches has become a real thing. The guy sees eight to ten targets every week. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, Cam loves to throw the ball to him. So you got those two guys. McCaffrey is a weapon that they need to utilize more. And honestly, I would like to see Artis Payne at least get some rushing attempts maybe. I, I'm not a Jonathan Stewart guy. I never really have been. But I, I think taking McCaffrey out of the passing game is not a smart move. No, that's why I look at that report and I like, uh, you know, it, it makes sense from what Rivera is saying, but you still have a guy running for about 1.3 yards per carry and you keep giving him the ball. I don't understand that. So we'll see how that plays out. But Cameron Otis Payne could be there if you want a speculative play. Here's another guy that I don't know what to do with. I wouldn't play him, but I would pick him up off the waiver wire if you have a spot. John Ross is not going to be on a snap count tomorrow. I don't know how much time he's going to get. He was the ninth pick in the draft. The guy was the ninth pick and has all the tools to be good, but the teams didn't Nobody else except Cincinnati was going to take him there because of the injuries he's had throughout his college career. Nobody doubts his talent, but nobody thinks that he can play every, every week because of his knees. What do you do with John Ross? I mean, I would like to have him on my bench. So like you said, I, I, I watched him in college. He was, you know, he's electric. Can he uh, shake the injury-prone tag that he has? That's uh, wait to be seen. We saw him on that Thursday night game. Uh, he fumbled the ball. We never saw him again, and then with injuries and stuff. I, I mean, I, I would want to put him on my bench just to see. But as you said, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to put him in my lineup. Yeah, it's so crazy that uh, this game, right, we were just uh, Friday night's lineup luck show brought out to you by DailyRoto.com, which you can hear on this channel 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We were breaking down the Bengals, and they're a 10.5-point favorite. I can't believe the Bengals are a 10.5-point favorite on anyone. But Andy Dalton's a good play this week. A.J. Green's a good play this week. Joe Mixon's a good play. And you could even make the case because he's so cheap for Brandon LaFell. And he's saying, this is the Bengals. Why are we in love with all the Bengals this week? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a matchup. I mean, the Colts are giving up uh, more <laughs> plus 20-yard passes than anybody. Blake Bortles had 338 yards on 26 attempts last week. He had 280 I, at half. I'm starting uh, – we're starting in a league I am with uh, Chris Vaccaro, NFFC Hall of Famer. We're starting Andy Dalton over Deshaun Watson. Ooh, playing the matches. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. And I'll ask what to do with Willie Sneed, and does that have an effect on Ted Ginn? So you don't want to go anywhere. We're getting it done right here on the Fantasy Football Gold, coming up with every situation that you're going to have to think about when you hit submit and put your lineup in. That's what we do every Saturday night. And then you put your lineups in, and you feel good about it because Matt and Tony would have took it this way. And you can come along with us. And then if you don't do well, you can say, those 
those guys suck. So that's it. You're off the hook. You can blame us. We've got big shoulders to lean on. Uh, people cry all over us. You listen to Fantasy Football Gold right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit about those situations, so don't go anywhere. More Fantasy Football Gold after this. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Gold right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Matt Medica, Tony Cicada taking you through the next hour and a half, getting you ready. Week 8, Fantasy Football. Six teams on a bye the next two weeks. Teams with depth really coming to play these couple weeks, so be very, very interesting. Before we went to break, we had a discussion about Matt's roster involving Deshaun Watson and Andy Dalton. And I've got it on Twitter at the Tony Sincata. The Tony, your mom should tell you how to spell Sincata, C I N C O T T A. Can also get it at CTM Baseball. So make sure you go and vote, Matt. I'm of the. This is how I do things when I when I when I put it together. When I pick a guy early in a draft, I leave him in no matter what, right? No matter what the matchup, it would have to be the craziest thing. But this is weird because Deshaun Watson is the third-best quarterback or fourth-best quarterback right now uh, at points and quarterbacks in the National Football League. You got him off the waiver wire, and it's only been three or four games. He's put up these monster numbers. And then he's got the Seattle Seahawks. You look at Watson's schedule. It's been kind of soft from a defensive perspective. Mm -hmm. Now he gets a real tough defense in a game on the road, and you're choosing to go the other way. Uh, what was your thought process on this? It's just, look, he might prove to be, after this week, matchup proof. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit terrified to bench him. But everything, when you just look at the matchup with the Bengals and the Colts, and I think the Colts, you know, they played tough for a couple of weeks. They're on the road. This is not a good matchup. And I, I think everything just points in their favor. Uh, can I, I think AJ Green's going to go off? I think it could be a, Joe Mixon finally has that big week. But when you watch what Bortles has done, other teams have been able to do. This is a must-win game for the Bengals. They are a better team than the Colts. I don't know if they're twelve points better and all that. But and then you look at Watson going on the road into Seattle, the twelfth man, and all that. Hey, I had the narrative when he went to the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback. But that defense, you know, is like 32nd in the league right now. It's a pass, I believe. So it's it's a little risky, but I'll, I'll, make the, I'll make the counter argument here, too. If you've got a Brady or a Rodgers, yeah, you're starting them all the time. I got Matt Ryan, like, late eighth round, early ninth round in two uh, primetime leagues. And I was figuring he was going to be my starter, you know, 90% of the time. 
But my backups in one league was Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott in the other. And now they're my starters, and Matt Ryan's my backup. So that's how sometimes it plays out. That's why I always advocate taking two quarterbacks. Let me let me ask you one more scenario in dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Who do you think, if everything went right, which quarterback has the most upside? I mean, Watson has the upside just because, I mean, he, he could run it in. And there's also garbage time, too, where, say, yeah. Seattle does dominate. I, I mean, I don't think Watson's going to get shut down and shut out. Because even, even if Seattle takes a big lead, I do believe that second half they'll be able to put up points. I mean, look at that game versus the Chiefs. That game versus the Chiefs, him and, him and DeAndre Hopkins put up like 30 points in, two, in the final two minutes. That game was not as close as it, as it ended. That was like one of the greatest garbage times ever. Right now, uh, people have voted. 79% of the people are using Andy Dalton. So go ahead, vote, and let us know there. Let me ask one more scenario. Mm-hmm. Say you're playing a head-to-head matchup, and you look at uh, the other team, and the other team's like a 25-point favorite. Would that make you play Deshaun Watson, or would you just put your best team out there regardless of the matchup? I, I always uh, put, try and put my best team forward. I don't look at those, those uh, what, what the sites say, he's favored by you know, 25, or you're a 14-point favorite. I think those are, are pretty much asinine for, for the most part. I don't really look at it. You know if you have a good team. You, you know if you're playing fantasy football and you've been doing this for a while, you know when you're fielding a good team or when you're not. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not put my best lineup in and maybe take a wild shot. I hear that all the time. Oh, just you know, go with the upside guy. What if the, up, the upside guy puts up zero and you lose by like five points and the other guy put up eight point six? Right, right. So one more scenario. We can go back two Thursdays ago, right? Mm-hmm. And which uh, Carr threw up 44 fantasy points and Amari Cooper put up 40. And I actually, one of the teams was 0-6 uh, in one of those GST leagues uh, that had those two guys. You could tell because they hadn't played well why they were 0-6. So if you were down 84 nothing and the guy played two guys, would you still go with Dalton or would you go to Sean Watson? I'm still going to go with Dalton for the fact that the yeah, reason I'm starting too. Dalton is I think Dalton's going to have a fantastic week. If I didn't believe that, then I would go with Watson. It would, that's how simple it is for me. If I didn't believe Andy Dalton was one of the top plays this week, then I would not play him. And I'm still terrified that you know Watson, regardless of this matchup on the road, this defense, is still going to be uh, fantastic. But I, I have to go by the – you know, you, you got to follow the process. And, you know, sometimes the process is right. The execution isn't delivered. So that's the way I look at it. That's exactly what I, I delivered uh, the same message about a week ago on one of the shows this week, that once you have a process in place, you can't be wrong. Maybe your process just needs revamping or you go from there because as long as you make the same consistent choices, yeah, you might not get the highest points there, but there was nothing wrong with the process as long as you come to the facts and figures and figure that out. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints. Willie Sneed only played 23 snaps last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means this week, but Ted Ginn's on a little bit of a roll. Chicago's got a good defense. Uh, Thomas has been taken off the injured list. What do you do if you're a Willie Sneed owner? I'm a Ted Ginn owner and haven't played him at all the last two weeks, but 
I'm actually going to play him this week. And it came down to Ted Ginn and Jamison Crowder. Crowder has a better matchup this week, but he's had the be- he's had better matchups all year and not done anything. And I'm actually switching. So if you guys are Jamison Crowder, on his play him this week because Tony's making a change right now. Yeah, I would look. I would play Crowder. I was drafting Snead over Crowder in the preseason. Anytime I had the choice between the two, I, I liked both, but I just went with the Breeze uh, offense, and I thought Snead could get you know more catches and stuff this season. Unfortunately, I didn't know he was going to be suspended and have a hamstring injury. But yeah, I agree with Crowder this week. Uh, the Cowboys versus that. Uh, That Cowboy matchup is too good for him. His position, where he's going to be on the field, they've kind of looked. Cooper Cup put up 17 points first them and stuff. So I agree with that. Willie Sneed, I'm pretty much going to have to play him this week if I drafted him. Uh, I mean, what are my other options? Unless I have somebody that popped later on that I could put in that's not on a buy. But otherwise, I'm going to go with Willie Sneed. Look, he's been in the Saints offense for a a couple of years now. He's got like a 68, 69% catch rate the first two seasons. So this is a guy that Drew Brees is familiar with, comfortable with, knows if he throws him the ball, there's a good chance he's going to catch it. What does it mean for uh, Ted Ginn? I, I, I think Snead will help the offense out. I think, you know, he'll open up some things, be able to move some chains. Ted Ginn is, these last couple of weeks, what we thought he could be early on in the season. It just took a little while. But the, the key thing here is post-Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram is third in touches, one behind Jordan Howard. Le'Veon Bell leads with 73. So they are getting the running backs heavily involved. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they uh, certainly, and we're seeing more and more teams. If you follow the NFL, like a lot of it, I look at schemes and such because I, I've said this time and time again on this show and other shows. I only believe there's like a handful of great players in the National Football League, and the rest is just learning the schemes, and most of these guys are interchangeable. And yet, we see more and more teams this year feature the running backs in the passing game and the tight ends, and not a lot of big wide receiver play this year. That's been the biggest thing in Washington. That's one of the things. Like I was a Terrell Pryor truther. But that's one of the things. Pryor, he dropped a lot of passes, too. I mean, he started that opening game wide open in the end zone. He dropped that bomb. But the Washington Redskins last season had a vertical pass attack. They had Deshaun Jackson. This year, it's Chris Thompson, even P. Ryan's catching passes. The tight end position, uh, Vernon Davis has 202 yards receiving. The top wide receiver has 229 yards. That tells you right there. I mean, Cousins is having a good year, but he's not going deep, and he's pretty much you know, going to the open guy, and it's more of a short to intermediate passing game. Yeah, it's it's really really changing how things are going I, I don't in the NFL. Get, why, why don't the Bears use Cohen in 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 the passing game more? They have no talent on the outside. The craziest thing for me is trying to figure out John Fox because the whole uh, Jordan Howard thing was crazy, right? Two years ago, everybody knew Jordan Howard was the best pack on the Bears, yet it took him six games for John Fox to figure it out. Then he started out with Tariq Cohen, who's his biggest big play asset, and they have no receivers there. Why isn't he lined up in the slot? Why isn't he on third down uh, going out wide? It, it, it makes no sense whatever the Bears are doing. And Howard, I think, is the better all-around back. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, there's no reason not to get the other guy on the field. Yeah, no, it, it just makes absolutely no sense, especially when you have zero talent at the wide receiver position. I think John Fox is a guy that's a, a good coordinator, a terrible head coach. 
Uh, what do you think of? Uh, they don't. Well, they've already played, but I, I got to ask you. What, what do you think of Adam Gase? Because uh, first of all, I thought a lot of people thought he was a great offensive mind, but Deion Sanders at halftime basically gave him a, a beatdown like I've never seen a, an announcer do before. Basically, what Dion said is, Jay Cutler, I apologize to you for everything bad I said about you. This offense is so bad and so predictable, nobody could quarterback this team. Uh, Adam Gase needs to shake it up and get this offense running right. And then he calls everybody out. And then Jay Ajayi took a hit too. He says we're not. We got to stop trying to hit home runs all the time. It's the running back. Do your job. It's not hard to do. We're the worst offense in football. We'll get Matt Modica's reaction. Can Jay Ajayi turn it around, or is he going to be riding some pine? He's trying to hit a home run. He likes the World Series. Stay tuned for more fantasy football gold. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Gold right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I like the song. The Rolling Stones, start me up. It's been a long time. But they're all still living, Matt Modica. That's a good way to start today. I saw the Stones at Madison Square Garden in like 96, 97. It was a hell of a show, but I would have loved to have seen them like 1980, mid-70s version of the Stones. Well, I, I moved from Massachusetts in 2003, and my uh, last night there, I saw the Rolling Stones at the first event at Gillette Stadium. Okay, you opened it up nicely. Yeah, so the Rolling Stones, uh, I got it done there. Before we went to break, I was talking about Jay Ajayi and this Miami offense. And uh, Dion saying, hey, Adam Gase is not getting it done. And that no one could quarterback that team. And the running back may be in trouble here because Adam Gase says, hey, we got to run the ball better. We're trying to hit home run on every running play. Uh, I, I think there's many ways to look at it. Is Adam Gase a great coach? I don't know about that. Uh, he had Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, not a guy I was never really too high on. But then you go to Jay Cutler, who, I mean, the guy was in the booth. The guy left football. He was in the booth. He comes back. So, I mean, what is that really? I mean, the guy hasn't thrown for over 230 yards. I couldn't tell you in how, in how many years. Your best receivers missed half the season. Or, or not, I want maybe I won't say your best because Jarvis Landry. I, I don't want to dog him because he's very good. But the guy with the most upside. The problem here with Ajay is I think Ajay does have some talent. I think he's a talented uh, player. That offensive line is not too good to begin with. 
there's just many issues on this team. I didn't think they were a really good team, but I don't think the NFL, there's so much parity that I thought they could win like eight games, possibly nine. And what, what did they have coming in? Four wins? They're not a good team. I was going to say, in Adam Gay's defense, right, he he doesn't have the best team on paper, and he made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And this year, before that, 40 to nothing drop, they were 4 and 2. They were 4 and 2. They lost 40 to nothing. Now they have a negative 60 <laughs> point differential. <laughs> but, I mean, all honestly, this was a tough matchup for them. A short week on the road at Baltimore. Uh, must win for the Ravens. Hey, look, uh, there's really no excuses here. But it's it's the NFL today is just so parity-driven. So, I mean, look, the Bills are 4-2 this year. The Jets have three wins. You know, so that's my uh, take. Let me ask. Here's my question on the uh, – this is a crazy one. Danny Amendola is questionable for week eight. Looks like he had a hyperextended his knee on a punt return last week. And – Amendola told reporters he's good to go. Uh, the Patriots are always, you know, hard to read. Danny Amendola is hard to stay on the field. You talk about exercising with caution sometimes, and I'm a guy that does the same. I wouldn't feel good about playing Danny Amendola this week, and it's a it's a matchup where I think we're going to see 80 throws from the quarterbacks. Yeah, and it, well, here's the first thing. Danny, uh, when, when Edelman went down, Danny Amendola is always a health risk. Why the hell is he returning punts and kicks and shit like that? A great question. I, I, da- I don't get that. That's just like mind-boggling. So he's a guy that, that you want to preserve and have in your lineup. Tomorrow, uh, I'll go back to another team I have. I have this same dilemma where we've, we've pretty much had Amendola in the flex spot. And what we're doing is we're removing Amendola. We're putting ASJ in there. So... That's the move we're going. I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Even if he's out there, that, does he finish the game? You know, he's got a he's got a bad knee going in. It didn't sound too promising. So, no. no I, and here's the thing: is that you can't use him tomorrow. But if you guys like to speculate and you like to take shots, I think Philip Dorsett is worthy of a shot because I think he's the next man up to take that uh, role if Danny Amendola can't do it. And just get a receiver in this offense is worthy of a, a spot if you can speculate and you have a spot on your bench. You want to know who, who, who I'd speculate on tomorrow? If Amendola didn't play, is Rex Burkhead. They've used him in, on, in wheel passes. There was speculation that he might even place him in the slot as soon as Edelman went down. Week one, they targeted him in the end zone. It, 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 they didn't connect. Week two, he caught a pass. He's been hurt. They seem to like this kid. He ran better than uh, Mike Gillison last week. So I, I think he's past Gillisley already. He's behind Deion Lewis. And Deion Lewis has a great matchup because San Diego's at 27th against the run, allowing 4.9 yards a carry. I'll tell you what. It was real interesting listening to shows this week about the whole Patriots backfield situation. Because I sort of side with Corey on, on, on this uh, situation is that, you know what? I don't want to play any of them. I think Deion Lewis is the best. Yeah, I think he's the best. I think he has a great matchup this week. But every week is different with the Bill Belichick. The, and I, I got to call I a think, timeout, though. I gotta, if well, you, let if, me finish. Okay, okay. Deion Lewis is a guy that I believe that the Patriots have a free run to the postseason every year. And and they know it. Like, Buffalo's going to be 8-8. Mm-hmm. Eight and eight. Miami's going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. And I think they keep him on a snap count on purpose because they want him. And and Danny Amendola was another guy before this year, before they lost Edelman, that never would get out there more than 10, 12 plays. 
and would show up in the postseason every single time. And I think the same thing with Deion Lewis. I don't think he's ever going to get a run. Now, this week, if you don't have a running back that can put up 10 points, I could see playing Deion Lewis. I could see pulling up James White. But on a normal week, it's tough to play those guys. Yeah, but see, here's, here's my argument here. If you play PPR, James White, you could pretty much start every week. He had that one bad week against Houston. He's like 16th on the season in PPR points. I think he has like 12 less points than Jordan Howard. This is a guy that you can play week in. Is he going to have a bad game every now and then? Of course. But all running backs do. I mean, people paid up for Jai. Jordan Howard has two monster games this season. You know, but besides that, he has like maybe a 70 yards, 50 yards game. If he, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's not helping. And even that game, he got 130 yards or 140 yards. He had no touchdown. He had 14 points. James White can get you that 14 points or get you double digits week in and week out. So for me, White's a guy that you can play every week uh, in, in PPR. Lewis, I would play this week. Yeah, you look at it, uh, James White, September 24th uh, was the one bad game that he that he had there um, against Houston. He had five carries, 17 yards. He had one reception for 11 yards. After that, he's had five catches or better, five catches or better in every game but two uh, this season. So you look at that, and I think with the New England Patriots defense, they're never going to have an opportunity uh, to say that, oh, they're a big favorite. You look at this week, and people don't realize Dante Hightower now is out mm-hmm. on that defense. This is an incredible statistic. When Dante Hightower is on the field for the New England Patriots, teams get 1.6 yards less per play. Per play. That's five yards on a three-down series. Mm-hmm. That, that, that Now they, they're going to be there. So this defense is going to be a lot worse tomorrow. Yeah, no, uh, I I was of the assumption that, you know, as the season went along, the Patriots would figure it out, as they usually do. But, you know, it's it's going to be tough. They, they paid a lot of money for Gilmore. He's a guy, he's concussed and has an injury. He's not playing again. So they're, you know, Hightower done for you. They're shorthanded, and they're not as talented as years past. So this should be a fun game tomorrow. I'll tell you what, the the tricky part, and you're going to be held hostage here in this game. You're going to have to play Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. and he he certainly wasn't on the field enough last week. And But you look at it, he plays every week, and he's going to be out there, and he's going to have an opportunity. But we start seeing more and more of these backs being used in San Diego. And the other problem is the wide receivers. They There's so many out there that it becomes hard to use anyone besides Keenan Allen, yet they all could be in play for big games tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm. look, Travis Benjamin's a guy that I've tried using on my bye weeks. When I play him, he gets like zero or two points. When I don't play him, he puts up like 17. But Austin Eckler is a guy, if you are a Melvin Gordon owner, you should have bought about you know, three weeks ago, or at least over the last month, you should have somehow either picked him up on waivers or bought him in fab. But you have to start Melvin Gordon. He's just too much a part of that team. Yeah. And as you said, with the passing game, it's Keenan Allen. And, you know, maybe you have Mike Williams on your bench to see if he pops late in the season. But uh, Tyrell Williams is a guy I want a part of. Benjamin is a boomer bust kind of guy that, you know, maybe you could roll out tomorrow. If you have Tyrell Williams and you don't use him tomorrow, I don't know when you're going to ever use him because Mike Williams is going to come – and get more and more reps as the season goes along, and they're not going to play the Patriots every week. Like so, tomorrow I think it's going to be weird to see 
how many people use Tyrell Williams and how many people put him on the bench. Because I think he's done enough to get on the bench, but I really look at it like if you don't use him tomorrow, you know what? You're probably not going to use him again. Yeah, I'd probably want to. I'd probably take the shot with Benjamin tomorrow. The other thing we didn't mention is the Hunter Henry has has arrived. He surpassed uh, oh, yeah. Gates now, and he's another weapon there. This guy is a supremely talented tight end, so I, I think he's going to get a lot of targets. And, and we've seen that over over the past like three weeks how how it's how it's made the shift, how he's gotten involved. I mean, he had two games in like the first four weeks where he had zero targets. It's it's different over the last three. Absolutely. So, yeah, Hunter Henry's goes. I'm actually playing him a lot in DFS tomorrow. Hunter Henry played 47 of 58 snaps, 81% in Week 7 against the Broncos. Uh, so he basically, Antonio Gates is not even on the field anymore. Yeah, look, Gates got that touchdown. It, it gave him the all-time you know, tight end thing. And he, he Look, he's, he was a great player, Gates. He, he did a hell of a job. But, I mean, it was evident of, of the talent of Hunter Henry. Uh, it looks like I'm going to win a nice lunch bet against the King, and I'm going to take him to the cleaners on that at Rock and Riley's. <laughs> the King uh, getting it done. Real quick, I know it's a fantasy football show. Uh, Yaleski Garrell will not be suspended for his uh, actions in last night's game. Uh, did you think that that'll be there? That was uh, reported by Bob He's getting suspended for the first five games of next season without pay and has to take some class. I tweeted out just recently, you Darvish class act, MLB has no balls. Oh, there you have it. We'll be back with more fantasy football goal after this. Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Gold right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sicata. He is Matt Modica. We asked the question earlier, who would you play at quarterback? Would it be Andy Dalton versus Indianapolis? Deshaun Watson versus Seattle? And guess what? 74% of the people agree with Matt Modica, and they go Andy Dalton over Deshaun Watson. Uh one person commented that Andy Dalton as chalk is scary. Do you get feeling, um, that Matt Modica, that anytime Andy Dalton you feel good about that it might be a bad thing? Oh yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I'm not confident about it, but to me, it's the right play to do. All the analysis that I broke down, so I'm going to stick with that. But you know, it's Andy Dalton. You can never be uh, extremely confident. It's not like I'm rolling Tom Brady out there. 
Let me ask you a question. You're a fantasy sports guy now. You got a bunch of shows and everything, and you play the fantasy sports. When it comes to the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a football game on Thursday night, and you got the uh, Dolphins, and you have the uh, Ravens. Are you more interested in that? Thursday night football game than the World Series because of your fantasy football play? Well, which is it? No, I'd watch the World Series. I uh, stated that uh, the week before when it was that Raider Chief game, which was excellent, I said, unfortunately, next week there's the Dolphins and uh, Ravens and no World Series game to save us from that because, unfortunately, MLB scheduled to start on a Tuesday. So, And this World Series has been very good. I mean, I've really enjoyed it. The other night was pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, for me, I want to watch the, even like the Super Bowl, like any, anytime it's the playoffs or the World Series, I definitely, in the sports that I enjoy, like the Stanley Cup, I want to watch that. So, You know what's crazy is that I tell people all the time is that when you do this for a living, at least in my case, I, I'm not a fan anymore until the playoffs start, and then I feel like I'm a fan again. Like. I don't root for the Patriots because I'm just so inept in my own players and, and get my own players and, and breaking down the league and the Red Sox. But when it gets to the postseason, you don't have any play in fantasy. I feel like a fan again. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's tough, course. I mean, if you do a lot of teams like I do, and, uh, you, you kind of root for everyone. But, uh, look, if the Bills had a real team this year, I would be rooting for them every week. But I... You know, it's going to end up eight and eight, or seven and nine, or nine and seven at best. So they're going nowhere in the long run. They have a ton of draft picks. I want them to tank. So that's the way I looked at it this year as a Bills fan. But like, if I'm doing fantasy baseball and say the Mets are up seven nothing and the bases are loaded in May, and my guys at the plate, I wouldn't mind a grand slam right there. <laughs> You're listening to Fantasy Football Gold right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Marquise Goodwin, San Francisco, 49 is wide receiver. I like this guy this week. He's a home run hitter. He's going against a Dallas secondary, which I think is one of the weakest in the league. But he's a little banged up. He had a back injury. This guy has quick recovery. He actually got injured on a Sunday night game and then played on Thursday in that crazy game that went wild. Goodwin is a guy with a lot of speed. What do you do in this situation? Because teams are going to have him there on their roster. I actually have him in the lineup this week. I have him in one of our lineups. Uh, yeah, last week versus Dallas, he put up about like twelve points, I believe. This week, the only thing I'm a little worried about is on the East Coast. There's going to be some possible heavy rains uh, coming down. So, like New York, uh, Philadelphia might be. You know, I don't know how, how the wind is going to be. That's what I'm more concerned about. But the, we could have some heavy rains. This game should get out of hand quickly. The San Francisco secondary is terrible, so they're going to have to put the ball up. So, yeah, as long as he's playing, he, he's in my lineup. There you have it. Marquis Goodwin is where we got it going. We've got you taken care of. That's one hour down, one hour remaining. It's Fantasy Football Gold on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more next hour.